Welcome to the Become a Media Maven podcast. I am your host, Christina Nicholson, and today it's three things on Thursday. And the topic is automatic no's to becoming a client. I know it's hard to automatically say no to people, but I used to say yes to almost anyone who was willing to pay me. And that proved to be problematic. And all of the clients that ended up being a major pain in my ass and my team's ass, they all showed red flags before. And now I know how to catch those red flags and see those red flags. So I'm sharing the things I pay attention to and why I say no to a lot of these potential clients. Number one, they want guarantees. It always bothers me when the first thing a potential client says is, well, what can you guarantee me? What are my guarantees? And I can't believe people are still asking for guarantees, first of all, in anything in life. It just doesn't exist. But that's one. Two, especially when it comes to marketing. Not only when it comes to marketing, but when it comes to earning exposure. If you're not paying to be somewhere, and if you don't own the outlet, then how can you guarantee anything? And hey, I know a lot of agencies, I know a lot of podcast booking services that guarantee coverage. And I always go back to, how can you guarantee it? And then they'll say, oh, well, we have a lot of contacts and this and that, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but how can you guarantee it? I know a lot of podcast booking services will say, we guarantee you four podcast interviews a month. And to me, that's a red flag, because if you're guaranteeing it, then that means you'll just get me anywhere. That doesn't mean it's high quality. That means you're just getting me someplace. So if anybody guarantees you something, ask how in the world they can guarantee that. And for me, on the flip side, when people really press me for guarantees, I explain, no, we don't guarantee anything, and this is why we don't guarantee anything because there's just so much out of our control. It's like an SEO company guaranteeing to get you on the first page. Well, they don't control Google. They don't control the algorithm, so how can they do that? They don't control all of the other content that goes online that could potentially be your competition. It just doesn't make sense, and I know it sounds nice, and I know people that offer guarantees, they make a sale a lot easier because people believe them, but watch. As soon as a guarantee isn't met, those clients become angry. And rightfully so. You guaranteed them something you couldn't guarantee them. So I guess this is a little lesson um, than when you shop for services. Pay attention to what people are guaranteeing. The only thing I can guarantee is what we do on our end, what we have control over, our SOPs, our way of doing business, saying you're going to get an update every Friday, the things that we control on our end, we can guarantee. Outcomes, no. And in sales and marketing, most people cannot guarantee anything. So if somebody's pushing me for guarantees, I know that A, they don't understand the industry at all. If after I explain to them how it works and they still want to guarantee, I know they're going to be a pain in the ass and it's not a fit. Number two, They have unrealistic goals. This is very common in a lot of people who reach out to PR. They will say they want to be on the cover of Forbes. They want to be on Fox News. They want to be on Good Morning America. And they come in saying that, not being a celebrity, not having a well-known brand, 
not having any exposure at all. I Google them and I see nothing. And they think they can hire a PR agency and in three months be in all these big places. I once had a client, had zero exposure, came to me, started small to work our way up. But right out of the gate, he was like, nope, I want the big things. I'm only going to hire you if we can get the big things. And I was like, listen, this is not going to be easy. I mean, yeah, it can happen. It's happened before, but it's very rare. It's like creating a video that goes viral. Very rare. Usually, you have to create a lot of videos and build an audience, and slowly but surely, your brand will build over time. That's what it's like earning media exposure. So he came to us with unrealistic expectations. We set those expectations repeatedly for months. Not that we didn't try to get the big stuff. We did, but it's hard to get the big stuff when nobody knows about you. So while we're trying to get the big stuff, we are successfully landing smaller things to build the brand to get the big stuff. And he was unhappy every month because he wasn't getting the big stuff. And it was because he had unrealistic expectations and he was not listening to us when we were setting them. Same thing happened with another product client of mine. They kept comparing themselves to another similar client of ours, a client of ours who had almost a year of working with us under her belt. So clearly her and her product had a lot more exposure. And this client wanted what she had, but they were a year behind. And they had a different product and they had a different brand, similar, but still different. And they wanted the big stuff. They wanted guarantees. And as much as we continuously set those expectations and we continuously try to make them aware of why their goals are unrealistic and how realistic goals will get them there faster, they just don't listen. They don't want to believe it. They want it to work another way. They just don't listen. And unfortunately, sometimes this is something that shows, shows its face once you actually start working together. But at the beginning, if they only have their sights set on the big things and it's unrealistic and they refuse to listen to you when you try to explain what realistic is, it's a struggle. And we, we ride the struggle bus with those clients who are always unhappy because they're a no-name not getting a Forbes feature. Number three, the third reason you can automatically become not a client is by having no budget. And I know this sounds obvious, but you would be shocked (laughs) at how many people have no budget and they still reach out to you and they want to talk to you all about your services and what you can do for them. And I don't know if they think you're just going to change your mind and work for free or work for 5% of what every other business your size does. But it's it makes me mad a little bit because it's like, you wasted so much of my time knowing you were never going to invest in my services. Like if you wanted free stuff, I got the podcast, I got the blog, I got the YouTube channel, I have pitchpublicityprofit.com, I have podcastclout.com slash pat. Like I got a lot of stuff that'll help you for free. And this this prompted me 
to have all potential clients fill out a form before they get on a call with me where they don't only share their budget, but they also share their goals. Because sometimes it's not a fit goal-wise. Maybe it's an industry where me and my team don't have experience. Maybe it's, um, you know, you have you have a business that it's it's something that maybe we don't we don't specialize in that industry. And we have had people reach out to us and it's like, eh, don't know how to do this. Or you think we do events and we don't do events. So then, you know, I'll refer you to somebody else. Um, but again, with that, you still get the tire kickers. You still get people who get on there and they straight up lie about their budget. And they say they have a budget to hire you. And then they get on a call with you and it's a waste of your time. And I mean, I would think it's a waste of their time <laughs> because what I'm telling you on a call is nothing different than what you're going to hear on a podcast or in a YouTube video or on my blog. Um, but yeah, if you have no budget, obviously you're going to be an automatic no. It doesn't matter how much you sweet talk me and offer me trades and equity in your company and this and that. If I were a freelancer, maybe that would work, but I have a team to pay. So I can't work on trade. How am I going to pay my team if I work on trade with you? How am I going to pay my team if, if we swap equity? So another thing to keep in mind, again, this is another both sides situation. If you don't have a budget to hire somebody, then don't waste their time with a potential client call. Um, and in addition to that, please do a little bit of homework to see what the average fee is to invest in somebody that has those services. I'm shocked at how many times I see people post in Facebook Facebook groups and they say, I want to hire a PR agency. My budget is $500 a month. And it's like the average cost of an agency is $6,000 a month. So to say that, A, it's embarrassing for you because it shows how out of touch you are, and B, it's a slap in the face to people who work their ass off all day every day to earn other people exposure. So do a little bit of homework before you reach out to agencies just to ensure you have the budget. If you don't have the budget, look for other things. That's why I offer the media mentoring program. You don't have a budget for an agency? Well, let me help do it with you. Let us get on calls. Let us go through your pitches, the whole thing, so we can help you and you can save money at the same time. Remember, to build a business, you have to do two things. One, Invest time to invest money. If you don't have money, you got to step up the time. If you don't have time, you got to step up the money. There's no other way. So keep those three things in mind when you are A, looking for work. Um, but those for me, those are automatic no's. You want guarantees that I can't guarantee. And you're not listening to me when I tell you. You have unrealistic goals. And when I try to explain why they're, why they're unrealistic, and explain to you what is realistic, you don't listen. And three, you have no budget. I am not a nonprofit. Yes, I like to help people, but I also got to pay my bills. I support a family of five on my own. If I were to do this for free, I would be a 501c3. I would not be an LLC. So just keep that in mind that... It's business. A business is an exchange of money for products or services. That is it. Those are my three things on Thursday. Automatic no's to become a, a client. Those are them. Also, as a bonus, things to keep in mind when you reach out to potential vendors to not be a pain in the ass client. 
Thank you so much for listening. I will see you again very soon for another episode of the Become a Media Maven podcast.